This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Ladies and gents, yes, sir. We back on dry land. Yes, sir. We're back. We're back. We're back. All things covered with yours truly, Pat Peterson, Brian McFadden, coming to you live from the studios of All Things Covered. Right? Last week, we were out in Phoenix, Arizona, enjoying the sights and scenes. I hope you guys enjoyed watching and listening to us as we got prepared for Super Bowl 57. And with that being said, it's only right that we do a Super Bowl 57 recap. There was a lot to unpack, and people are still talking about the game, even though it's been days away. 38-35 win by the Kansas City Chiefs. Pat Mahomes accomplished, he just achieved his second Super Bowl in five years. Andy Reid, the same as the head coach, Pat P. We all watched that game, an enjoyable game, back and forth affair, seeing the two best teams in the NFL go at it for four quarters. There's a lot to talk about, but with you playing in the secondary, I think the best question to you, was it an official holding call or was it right to throw a flag in that in that situation? Pat P. Now, James Bradbury did the unthinkable and just came out as a professional, said he held him. Which he did. Which he did. I applaud him for being so straightforward, extremely, you know, fast coming off the football field. But do you believe that holding by James Bradbury warranted a flag? Man, much as I hate to go against my DBs. That was definitely a holding call, but I'll never forget. I got that same holding call, almost the same exact route, the jerk route. Mm -hmm. It was almost like a whip route. Whip route, in and out. Against Julio Jones, 2016, if I'm not mistaken, in the red zone, almost ran the identical route. Mm -hmm. But I didn't pull or turn him. I just had my hands on his waist. Mm -hmm. He didn't turn anything. They called me holding for that. So when I saw the Bradbury play, I was like, damn. All right, I went, I immediately went back to 2016. I said, mine wasn't that egregious, but yeah, they gonna call him for that one. <laughs> yeah, and, and and I said this, I felt like if they called it, okay, we see it. If they didn't call it, we've seen that also. We've seen players right. get away with that. My only issue in regards to that penalty coming out then was if you look at the entire ball game, the flow yeah. of the ball game, the referees were letting guys play. Let, it, let them play. I agree. That's the thing. That's my play. issue. That's my gripe, Pat P. If you're right. letting us play, and we saw, if you watch that ball game, there were other plays where you could have, you you expected a flag, but you didn't see right. one. So they I were letting like, them play. 
I feel like they let the contact moment, like the physicality of the game go. But on that play, he kind of turned his body way too much to make it obvious. I don't know if, you know, Juju sold it, but the way the way Juju turned his body, and I think that's what gave the ref the indication. It was like, all right, I can't let this one go. And also, <laughs> you know too, I mean? It wasn't a catchable pass. It wasn't. Yeah. But they probably saw the way yeah. that he torqued his body that mm-hmm. made it catchable. Yeah. And I understand, you know, Philadelphia, their fans will be complaining. Deserving so because I see it from both sides. But yeah. that's the nature of the beast. You know, one play as coaches will always tell, you know, they always tell us, Pat P, one play don't determine to win the, the outcome of a ball game. You have four quarters to put together uh, a series of plays to be able to be in, in position to win. One thing that people have really been talking about, one clip we were able to provide from last week's episode out in Phoenix was our very own Pat P. I asked you personal questions in regards to Subo 57 being indoors in State Farm Stadium, if I'm not mistaken, that's the name of the stadium. And you kind of gave us some insights on things to look for. Mm-hmm. And you talked about the turf, the slip, the, the slippery nature. And watching that ball game, Pat P, guys were slipping left and right. Yeah. How did you know the field was going to be an issue? Mac, I played there for 10 years, and it was mm-hmm. always, always been an issue. And I, I never forget, I used to always go to uh, the owner, Mr. Bill, I'm like, man, Mr. B, like, I understand that we're changing the grass because we always change the grass, like, right after October for the ryegrass to come in. So I'm like, and it's always, you know, that's when the weather started changing. So I'm like, yo, Mr. B, because the beginning of the season, the field is money. I mean, it's tight, it's dry. You know, you, you, you rarely see anybody slipping in the beginning of the season because it's dry and, it's, you know, it's hot as heck out there. So I was like, yo, Mr. B, like, why won't we – this when I was with them at the time, like, why won't we find a way to put a heater system inside the inside the turf? Because I'm mm-hmm. like, how is it possible that, you know, we go to Green Bay in the middle of December and we have better footing there than we do at home. at home? Yeah. Because of the field moving in and out of the building, the moisture is getting trapped, you know, in the soil. So that's why the field, the surface is not dry. It's not dry enough. It's not it's not drying out. It don't have enough time to dry out. So I think mm-hmm. I proposed to him. I was like, I think you guys should put a dryer system in the field, like under this under the surface. So we you so we don't have these problems in the second half of the season, because if you go back and I mean, you played there every mm-hmm. year, second half of the season, the grass, right. the ryegrass came in, like I said, and, um, you know, in, in Glendale, that ryegrass is a thicker is a is a, is a longer blade. And the reason mm-hmm. I know that I saw a couple of comments, but I know a lot about grass. I am a golfer and you know, <laughs> I was building a home and I, you know, I had the opportunity to, to test out all the grass, the Zoyas and the Bermudas and all that stuff. So that's how I have a little bit of knowledge on, um, uh, on grass, but with that rye grass in the second half of the season, it's a longer blade. So it, it lays down and it, it's less traction, especially when it's wet. Man, that was that was great. That was great insight, Pat P. And I don't know if any of the players from either side got an opportunity to watch our podcast last week or listen to it. But if they heard anything to the degree you explained, they'd have been well, well prepared, more prepared than what we saw because guys were slipping left and right. And for you playing on that surface for, for quite some time, for quite some time, how difficult is it for you to be a defender? Because offensive guys know when they're going to stop. So they yeah. can kind of anticipate slowing down. For us, it's all about reaction. 
You know, yeah. we play a reactionary position. How right. difficult is it for guys to be playing, you know, on that type of surface when you slipping and you sliding and you're trying to cover some of the fastest guys in the world? It's very tough because, like you said, as defensive players, like we're always like bending a corner, like always on the balls of our feet, trying to, you know, either break on a route or as a defensive uh, defensive end, come around the edge. Um, if it's a linebacker running sideline to sideline. So we're always making that like that roundabout, you know, movement. And when we have to do that, you know, in a reaction time, don't really know when we're going to do that. It makes it harder for for us to have traction versus a receiver where if they're running a, you know, a dig route, they know they got to break that 10 yards so they can, you know, shorten their steps up a little bit more so, to make sure that they have better traction. But as a DB, as a dip defender, it's always tough because, like you said, we're reacting. So we're we're kind of anticipating when those guys are going to break. And when we are reacting, it's, it's 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 those fast movements, you know, that that you have to be able to, you know, uh make. And when you do, when you are making those fast movements, that's what can, you know, cause, you know, your your footing not being right, or you're breaking off your wrong foot, or you're breaking off the inside of, of, of your foot. You know, a lot of things can go into that versus uh, having a dry uh, surface. Did you think that the slippery surface put one team in an advantage and the other team in a disadvantage? Because we have some numbers here, some cool numbers coming from Ali O'Connolly posted on Twitter that he tracked the slippage. I didn't even know that was a thing. You can track <laughs> the slippage of players, right? I didn't know. Yeah, hey, I saw somebody slip by, uh, about to celebrate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, he was going to do his little <laughs> dance and he slipped on the way trying to do his dance, right? So the Eagles slipped on 38% of Patrick Mahomes' dropbacks. The Chiefs slipped on 14% of Jalen Hurts' dropbacks. Drop so it seemed like the Eagles were slipping way more than the Chiefs. And I did notice this too. I don't know what the guys in the secondary for Kansas City, but I noticed a few of their linebacks, they had, in, they had seven studs in. And, yeah. and for our listeners and viewers that don't know what seven studs are in regards to cliques, it's the length of the cliques. There are longer cliques, they're actually screw-ins. Most guys, especially playing in an indoor type setting, you use molded cliques. Right. But when you're playing outside, like for us in Pittsburgh, when it's cold outside, the, the turf is slippery, it's hard to get good solid traction. We will wear seven studs. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. And also, too, I forgot about this, Pat P. What's Remember, that? the first game of the season, Kansas City played Arizona. So they already played in Arizona. Yeah. But so this, it makes sense now with Philly slipping more than Kansas City because they were already a little familiar playing with that surface, even though it wasn't as slippery then, as you mentioned, because it was early in the season. But they were kind of anticipating some right. some slippage to say the least yeah yeah so so that makes sense now let's transition to the guy now last week me and pat p had a real good conversation barbershop talk boy we was in the, it felt like we was in a barbershop pat p in <laughs> one chair i'm in another chair and we going back and forth about <laughs> goat like conversations right goat like conversations in regards to money pat mahomes as i like to call him i call him money because he's money um yeah <laughs> Pat P, mm. what does this do, the win? What does this win do for Pat Mahomes' legacy? Now, I want to hear, hear your answer, then I'm going to talk about some of the things I thought of last week and how I feel now. So what does this Super Bowl, two wins, two Super Bowl wins, right? What does this do for his legacy? 
that put my guy Patty in that, you know, the tears you was talking about. I was talking tears, yes, tears. You know, but, yes. Yeah, before before we jump on the show, that put him in the upper echelon tier. One to win two Super Bowls in five years, to to have all these passing records, breaking legends passing records yeah. within yeah. five years is remarkable. Like, I don't think we've ever seen anything like that in our league. You know, from him just start to finish, even as a rookie. Like this dude came in as a rookie firing up the league. He did. In, the Heck, in 2018, he threw 50 touchdowns. That's what I'm saying. To see what he's doing now, it's only going to get better. And like I said last week, he is putting himself in position to be in the AFC Championship every, every year. year as long as Andy Reid is his football coach. No question. They go they go hand in hand. They're the perfect okay. couple. And, for, perfect and, couple. For, and, and, and to see him come back after he banged up his injury the first time and made that gutsy, it was second and something, and made that gutsy 21-yard Scamper. Look like a dog was chasing oh him. Boy, he had that God. head back. Boy. It was he all guts dick. and glory. Yes, it was. And I yes, loved every bit. He looked like MJ with his tongue hanging out of his mouth out there, man. Hey. The boy put, the boy put a, he put his cape on. You know, I was like, hey, I was, it was happy. It was a great sight to see. And, and so I'll go back to our discussion a week ago. If you guys missed it, please tap into our feed. We had a good discussion. And all I was saying was, based on the well, you talent. You didn't say this. You was trying to say this, but you didn't Yeah, but I was just saying, based on the <laughs> talent that Pat Mahomes has shown all of us that he has, the structure of everything that's surrounding him, and I, and I think, and I actually, this is why I asked you, I, you know, one of the more talented quarterbacks of our generation is who? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. And that's why I asked you that question in comparison to Aaron Rodgers and Pat Mahomes, the more talented guy. You said Pat Mahomes is, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, based on that, if Pat Mahomes only, if he finishes his career with one championship, I think that's, that's a bit of a disappointment based on how good he is, how talented he is. Yeah. Now, that's not even a discussion anymore because I felt like that talent should warrant more than one championship. Now, it's, and all I was also stating, there's tears to great quarterbacks. There are a lot of great quarterbacks that have played the game. A lot of great quarterbacks. The greatest of the greats, you got to start with Tom Brady, right? Mm-hmm. You got to start with Tom Brady. You know what I mean? When you talk about a guy like Drew Brees, Drew Brees is a great quarterback, all-time great, first ballot Hall of Famer, but I don't think he's in the same tier as Tom Brady. I mean, clearly Tom Brady or Peyton Manning, right? So Pat Mahomes was like in that tier before winning that championship, in my opinion, of the Peyton Mannings of the world. Oh, I thought you said Drew Brees earlier, but yeah. No, 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 no. He, he was in that Peyton Manning tier, gotcha. yeah. right? Because I think Tom Brady is in a different tier than Peyton Manning. Yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah. Now, with that win and how he did it, the team he, he, he did it against, he's in a different tier now. He's surpassed yeah. Peyton Manning. Yeah. And my top three quarterbacks in regards to the quarterbacks that I've watched, I didn't see Terry Bradshaw. Mm-mm. Terry Bradshaw got four of them things. I know. Like, that's a dynasty. Yeah. Now, Terry Bradshaw also played with 11 Hall of Famers. Yeah. Right? But you can't discredit him because he still well. won. <laughs> he still won. Mm-hmm. I didn't see Terry Bradshaw play. The guys that I watch, I'm a big-time Dan Marino fan. Unfortunately, Dan Marino couldn't get that, 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 that championship. Me too. But it wasn't solely his fault. He just couldn't get it done. Yeah. But in regards to the quarterbacks that I've watched, my top three, 
And let me know, Pat P, how you feel. And for you guys watching us on YouTube, please hit us in our comment section. The same can be said for our listeners on podcasts. My top three will be Tom Brady right now, Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Pat Mahomes. That's not a bad top three. That's my top three. Yeah. I, that Joe Montana is, is never yeah. lost. Yeah, Joe. <laughs> just never lost. Joe go, I don't think there. Joe Montana threw an interception in a Super Bowl. Yeah, that's a hey, that was a bad dude too. Yeah, I go. I like that. I like that top three. That's my all-time quarterback list right now, as we see today. Now, granted, things can change in the in the next three or four years. Who knows? But right now, you got to start with Tom Brady. You got to start with Joe Montana. You got to finish with Pat Mahomes. And I'll say this, Pat P. Out of those three guys, Pat Mahomes is by far the most talented one. Mm-hmm. Not even close. Not even close. Not even close. <laughs> so so. Seeing what he did, I, I have nothing. I have no. I have nothing to say about Pat Mahomes. I, I, I mean, there's nothing I could say. I could say before. I just felt like he got to get. He got to win one more, and he was able to do. He was able to win one more. He definitely was, and that was a hell of a game, a gutsy performance by him, and just the coaching that Andy Reid uh, oh, did in the second half. I mean, the adjustments that he made. The guessing that he had Philly, um, uh, he had Philly on their heels the whole second boy, half. Boy, boy, <laughs> Hey, then the routes, the, all them red zone routes. Oh, oh my God. Hey, that, that just, that's, uh, hey, you know, it's, there's such a thing Call as corn dog. watching too much tape. Man. There's a, such a thing. Because you, when all you right. see it, you, you, you oh. go run to the plate. Bruh. Andy Reid had something else in mind. He said he called it the corn dog. They went and got a corn dog. <laughs> he ran it twice and scored. That's what I'm saying. On both sides of the field. Hey, Pat Peter, Andy Reid, hell, boy. Hey. No doubt about it. Hey. <laughs> hey. No and and that, that's a big part in what I was saying last week when you talk about having that type of talent for Pat Mahomes and being coached by Andy Reid. Come on, man. Every year. Every year. <laughs> no question. No question. Every so, year. man, we're going we gonna to take a quick break. But when we come back on the opposite side of the break, Let's talk about the other quarterback who didn't have a bad game, by the way, and Jalen Hurts. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Man, we're back. Once again, all things covered. Tapping in, recapping, Super Bowl 57. Uh, just highlighted Andy Reid, Pat Mahomes, <laughs> the greatest of the greats. They're in the midst of a dynasty. So you better make sure you pay attention and monitor what they will do. And also, too, Pat P, one thing I would like to shout out to, the offensive line unit for Kansas City. They didn't allow one sack. Yeah. One sack. And remember, coming into the game, Philadelphia, the Eagles defensively, 70. 78 
78. Yeah, I remember 78, the including the playoff, 78 sacks. Then sack Pat Mahomes on a bum ankle one time. So Orlando Brown Jr., uh, Andrew Wiley, both tackles, by the way, are free agents, the left and the right tackle. They did a great job, you know, uh, 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 Humphrey, uh, Thuney on the offensive line, all those guys, man, did a great job. But let's see exactly what they do with them tackles because you know they're looking for a big-time payday, a big-time payday. Yeah, but let's transition to the opposite side of the other quarterback, Jalen Hurts. Uh, man, great game, Jalen. Yeah. Awesome. Great, great game. And I know people are saying this probably was his best game in his career or clearly the best game of this season for him. I disagree with that. And the reason why I disagree, Pat P. Why do you disagree? The fumble that wasn't just a fumble, it led to seven points. Yeah. Obviously that was the only costly mistake that he made. That was it. And that was just being careless with the football because at that time, hey, Pat Mahomes, the first half couldn't do nothing. Exactly. And and Philly was moving, marching the ball up and down the field. Yes. So when you gave, when that, it's not just about the 14, fumble. 14-7. Yeah, they, they picked up the ball and scored yeah. in a time where they couldn't buy a touchdown. They couldn't buy points. Right. So that's why I can't sit here and say this was the best game of Jalen Hurts' season, in my opinion, because when one, and Dick LeBeau gave us this stat, Pat P, years ago when I was playing with Pittsburgh. He said, anytime an opposing team has a defensive touchdown, or special teams touchdown, there's an 85% chance they're going to win. Yep. That's, that's the, real. And that's real. That is real. That, th- th- think about that, that stat. Yes. And if they don't score that touchdown, heck, they go down 24-7. Yeah. In halftime. You know, it would it would have been it would have been 21-7 cuz it was 14 it was 14-7 nope. at the time they Yeah, they kicked the field goal. They kicked the field goal. Philly kicked the field goal right before yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it would have been 24-7 and then you, saw, you look at the rest of the game. I mean, Kansas City won by 3 points. Right. So that's why I can't say like I said it was a good game but it wasn't his greatest game because anytime you have that type of situation when you allow Pat Mahomes to score points with him not being on the football field, yeah. that's not good. Yeah, that's not good at all. That's always, like you said, when a defense, uh, 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 if a team allow defensive score or a special team score, there's a high possibility, a probability that that team is going to win that that football game. And when I saw that, I'm saying because you know I'm always thinking of you know you know if you know if I was in the game or you know I'm always thinking of things that coach be talking about on those on those Wednesday meetings or those Friday, you know, Friday meetings of, uh, uh, with the team and talking about the referees and things like that, I always revert back to those moments. And I'm like, yep, with them scoring, and it's going to be kind of hard for them to, 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 to pull this game out because the number says, just like I told you, because who scored, who scored before halftime? Philly. They kicked the field goal. Kicked the field goal. Because yep. remember that number I told you, if a team scored before halftime, it's like a 70% chance mm-hmm. of them winning the ball game. So always, you know, revert back to those numbers, you know, when something significant, you know, like that happens. So it was definitely a big, a big time moment in that game. I think the only bad play I feel that, you know, Jalen had in that game, it was very was that? Yeah, it was very costly. But other than that, he played a flawless game. 300 oh. yards passing, three rushing touchdowns. I mean, 70 yards uh, rushing. I mean, yep. he, had, he had a flawless game besides that one costly mistake. 
Yeah, Jalen Hurts, first quarterback with 300 yards, as you mentioned, 70 rush yards, three rushing touchdowns in a game. And he did that. He had that record. He had the rushing record in the first half. Wow. The Russian Super Bowl record. He had eclipsed that in the first half, Pat P. Wow. That's how good he was. And one thing I like about Jalen Hurts, even though, like I said, it was a huge mishap, but the way he bounced back Man, I was just about after to say that, that fumble. The way he bounced back. The he didn't blink. Showed. And I just like the leadership that Jalen has, man. It's just like you, that can't go unnoticed. Like it really can't. You can just tell his team. And hell, I haven't been in, in one damn locker room uh, over there in Philly. But you can just tell the team yeah. thrive and believe in their quarterback. And that's, that's what you want. Like you must. You got to have that. You know, if you want to, if your if your team want to be successful. Uh, and it starts. Your quarterback has to be that type of guy. Has to be. And and regardless of what happened this past Sunday in Arizona, Philly's future is bright. Very bright. Because you know, like a diamond. No question. The resident, you heard Rihanna. Yes, sir. Their future is bright. When you got a quarterback, you have more than a fighting chance. Yep. You always be in the hunt. Now you got to navigate. He wants to get paid, deserving. So see, see how things work out contractually speaking with Hurts and the rest of the guys that are due up. But Jalen Hurts is a fighter. It was great to see both quarterbacks go toe-to-toe. Jalen uh, Hurts dominated for four quarters, but lost. Pat Mahomes dominated for two quarters and one. Two and a half. Two and a half. The, yeah, like the, the second half of that second quarter, he started to wake up a little bit. Yeah. And, and also, too, the turnover, because usually when you have a good team, you have good coaches. So with Philly, they lost both coordinators. You know yeah. what I mean? They lost both coordinators, the, o, the OC and uh, 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 Stike, Stiking. Yeah. Stiking. And um, uh, Gannon, who had a horrible coaching game in the Super Bowl, but still, he's the head coach at uh, for the Cardinals, and, and, and Shane is the head coach for the Colts. So now you got turnover on the coaching staff, along with losing some players that they will lose via free agency. So, you know, but Philly, they're in a good situation because they have Jalen Hurts, and when you have Jalen Hurts, it makes everything else go a little smoother. Uh, but it, it, when you look at this Super Bowl, Pat P, over, over the – Let's let's look at the last few Super Bowls that we've watched, right? Last year was in L.A. You had Cincinnati and the Rams. The year before that, you had Tampa, Kansas City. The year before that, you had 49ers and, and Kansas City. Yep. And then the year before that, you had the Patriots and the Rams. The Rams. Where, where would you rank this Super Bowl? Out of those five? Yeah. The one we just watched. Bro, that's number this one number one. I agree. Yeah, this I one. just wanted to see what your mind was. I agree. Yeah. This out of the last <laughs> five Super Bowls we've watched, this was the best one. Yeah. Now, there was a lot going on last year, because you remember it was basically a game winning drive for Matthew Stafford in the Rams. It was, but this 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 game right here, it was every drive was something like it wasn't like it was it was a very, very entertaining football game. Mm-hmm. The uh, the um, the uh, the Rams and the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. That was a good game too, but it was like ebbs and flows in that game. Mm-hmm. This, this last game here, this last Super Bowl, from the beginning of the game, from halftime to the end of the game, it was like mm-hmm. this. <laughs> and outside of that, Pat P, think about both teams and how dominant they were the entire season. Both were one seeds. Yes. Both were high in the ranking in regards to points. Yeah, points scored. Great Both dominated uh, their, their division. 
both quarterbacks were, were basically one and two in the yes. MVP running. It so, was a great game. Yeah, because you know with Cincinnati last year, they kind of surprised a lot of people getting there. Right. You know, it was like, oh, this shoot, Cincinnati heavy, got it. This was a true heavyweight bout. No question. This yep. this was the two, the two teams that the majority team. picked, especially yep. the, the month of November, December. Like, these two teams got a legit shot to get there. And they yep. got there, and they didn't disappoint because it was no. good on good. No doubt about it. It, it was it was it was good on good, man. So I have no issues with what we saw. I did bet with Kansas City. Uh, I'm sorry, with the Eagles, and I ended up losing that. But it is that that's what happened. But one thing I want to share in regards to how good this game was, Pat P. I saw this, and I, and uh, this actually came from uh, CBS, if not mistaken. This was it's a top thirty all time most watched television broadcast in the United States. CBS Sports, the Super Bowl. Uh, was the most watched, non, well, the most watched non-Super Bowl broadcast of all time is the f- finale of MASH. You remember MASH back in the day? Yeah. I, I know, I know, I know Aunt Margie used to watch MASH. Yeah, I remember MASH. So that's the most watched non-Super Bowl broadcast of all time, the finale of MASH back in 1983. Wow. Based on the average viewership, according to uh, Nelson Media Research, the Super Bowl uh, most watched TV broadcast of all time is Super Bowl... Uh, was Super Bowl uh, back in 2015. That was the most watched. But what we just saw, this one, this yeah, was the Broncos, most watched. Broncos. Yeah, that was, that was uh, Denver. Yeah, I think so. But this right here, so MASH was like one. That was the most watched non-sports. What we just watched was one of the most watched sporting events, events ever. Mm. That's how That's how great the viewership was in regards to this Super Bowl and how entertaining it was. So, Man, when you talk about the Super Bowl, number one, that's always a big event to watch. But what we just watched, man, was all-time great. Before we get, before we go, Pat P, what are your thoughts on the halftime show? Oh, my girl. Uh, I don't necessarily say my girl. I like Riri. She did a thing. She did a thing, and she surprised the world with a, with a uh, baby number two. Yeah, boy, ASAP Rocky ain't playing. Yeah, man. Shout out to Riri, man, on baby number two, man. And yeah, she did a thing. I was nervous for her. A little bit, man. I thought I said, man, yeah, they got that pregnant woman up there too hot now, man. I know she, I know she strapped in there, but God, dog. That, that, I don't, I don't, I, don't, I couldn't, like I couldn't wobbling a little bit, coach. <laughs> I couldn't do, I couldn't do that, Pat P. Uh, I, I don't do hikes. Man, I was, I, I, I was low key getting scared for for Rihanna. I was like, mm-hmm. man, you do roller coasters? Oh yeah, I love roller coasters. Yeah, huh? yeah. No. And my daughters, no. I, my three year old, she, she, she want to get on. She ain't tall enough yet, but. She want to get on all the roller coasters with me and her sister. Man, listen, I'm gonna tell you how bad I am with heights. Now, I used to, I used to like roller coasters when I was young, but something happened. I don't know when between the ages of uh, uh, ten and 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 where I am now, something happened. But years ago, I went to Disney World, so me and my son decided to go on the log ride. You know the log, the, the yeah, log the ride. When they get yeah, the when they get you wet. Yeah. So they told me it was like, yeah, it's not a big deal because I'm like, man, yo. That drops nice. My son at the time, he could have been like three or four, right? So uh, I'm like, yo, I got my little boy with me. And we're gonna we want to get on this ride. So the person was like, yeah, you fine. He he can handle it. So I'm like, okay, cool. Number one, Pat P, if it ain't the teacup or dumbo, I ain't getting on it. You know dumbo that goes around the circle, right? You know dumbo yeah. and the little teacup. Yeah. That teacup be spinning all the time, and dumbo be bouncing up and down. You know what I'm talking about. So I said, man, I said, is, is, is it moderate, right? And it's not intense. She's like, yeah, it's, it's moderate, you're good. Man, we got on it. So I'm we're in the back, right? Yeah. So no, I'm sorry. We we was uh yeah, we was in the back. So we going, I'm cruising, I'm like, yeah, we good. I'm talking to my son, I'm like, yeah, man, you like this, we're gonna have fun, we're gonna have fun. 
So I kept hearing people hollering. <laughs> I'm like, why are they hollering if we just, just cruising, right? We right. in cruise control. Man, we started going up. I'm like, oh, shoot. I say, man, they done tricked me. So I'm getting in, man. I'm trying to brace myself. So my little boy, he getting nervous. He trying to put his head in my lap. I said, get out the way. I put my head in his lap. Because <laughs> I didn't want to see that thing. He, he talked about dad. I said, man, move, man. Move out the way. So I put my head in his lap, man. I said, man, I can't watch what the head is. So they caught a picture of us. He trying to hide, but I'm I'm hiding in his lap. <laughs> I don't do I don't do roller coasters. Do roller coasters. <laughs> no, sir, I watch. I, I sit on on dry yeah, land and watch. I'm not it. getting on roller coaster, man. But hey, hey, Riri did a thing. It was a great Super Bowl. We had great content all week long. If you missed anything that we was able to do, check it out in our feed. We had big time interviews with Deion Sanders. We had T Higgins. We had Michael Parsons, of course, Pat P, uh, Kobe Durant. Man, we had a lot of quality sound content for you guys who didn't get an opportunity to see. It's right there in your feed. Pat P gave us some some sound insights on what he thought was going to happen that came to fruition. And we just, man, we keep delivering. So just continue to get ready for this off-season ride. Right now, everything is real cool. It's cool, collective, and sound right now. But free agency will be kicking off sooner or later. So we're going to see what's next with our guy, Pat P. Uh, as he stated, he loved to go back to Minnesota. Brian Flores just had a press conference today as well, talking about you know his excitement for, for being with the organization. So we'll see what's in detail for Skull Nation. But Pat P, man, you were right. You picked the Chiefs. The Chiefs won. I picked the Eagles. I lost. I should have listened to you. I'm glad we didn't have a bet, neither. You didn't want to bet. I tried. I, 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 I knew something. <laughs> hey, I, I must have knew something, right? Yes, sir. Patty Mahomes, man. My guy, Patty Mahomes. Hey, top three. If he, if Pat Mahomes is not in your top three list of quarterbacks of all time, stop drinking. Stop drinking, baby. No question. No question. All right, Pat P. See you when we all see right, you. Guys. All things covered. Peace out. Peace.